Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Rest of the week with your next chance of rain Friday afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 37 College Park and in Fairfax, 44 on the National Mall, 37 and holding in our nation's capital at 159. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's Tuesday morning, November 14th. I'm Dean Blaine. Coming up this early morning on WTOP, a teenage boy from D.C. arrested after police say he killed his dad over the weekend. What a public emergency on juvenile crime means in D.C. I'm John Doman. D.C.'s next strategy for addressing an evolving opioid crisis. I'm Mike Marillo. Thousands are expected in town near the National Mall today for the march in support of Israel. Disappointed about how little snow fell last winter? We'll tell you what's being predicted for this winter. I'm Shana Stulen. Wall Street ended mixed. Asian stocks mixed this morning. Good morning, 2 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz. The largest hospital in Gaza is struggling to care for its patients and keep its staff safe, says the BBC's Orla Guerin in Jerusalem. Crammed inside, along with 600 patients, about 2,000 people who have sought refuge. Israel says it has opened a safe evacuation corridor. A source in the hospital told the BBC that's totally untrue. There are bullets everywhere, especially near the windows. So no one inside the hospital can move. Israel claims that Hamas hides beneath al-Shifa and operates a command center below ground. At least six Palestinians were killed early this morning in the occupied West Bank by Israeli forces. According to Palestinian media, there are fears the West Bank could erupt into a bigger conflict and become a new front in the Israel-Hamas war. Police arrested dozens of protesters in Oakland Monday night, hours after they entered the rotunda of a federal building and refused to leave. More than 700 Jewish people and their allies wore black T-shirts declaring Jews say ceasefire now. A plan by Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson to keep the government funded past Friday is facing opposition from Democrats as well as from some of Johnson's fellow Republicans. CBS's Scott McFarlane is on Capitol Hill. There have been Democrats who've called this proposal bizarre and reckless, but they haven't called it dead. There are no major cuts to any programs. There's no controversial policies added. But it's got this strange dynamic where it has one-third of the government funded through January, the other two-thirds, including the Pentagon, through February. And that has struck people as weird or untenable. California Governor Gavin Newsom says a fire that caused the indefinite closure of part of busy Interstate 10 in downtown Los Angeles was deliberately set. CBS's Carter Evans says it's a mess. 300,000 vehicles normally pass through here every Every day, other freeways and surface streets are now gridlocked. It's been taking us about 45 minutes where it used to take us about 10. Inspectors walked along the roadway and poured through debris underneath. Some of that is damaged enough to say we're going to have to replace it. The U.S. Supreme Court now has an ethics code, said CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. The court has always conducted its business out of view of the public. That all has changed in recent years for various reasons, social media, the Internet, the pandemic, and the Dobbs abortion decision, along with a wildly popular documentary on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, explains part of the reasons for this new transparency. This is CBS News. 
You don't need a job platform. You need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credits. For Mervis Diamond Importers, this is Ronnie Mervis. You won't need a checkbook when you visit Mervis Diamond Importers, so leave yours at home. That's because at Mervis, we treat each client as an honored guest. We'll give you an entire diamond education so you can make your own intelligent choice. Then we'll show you the world's finest diamonds. You'll be so impressed. You'll see more diamonds than you thought possible. Nobody has a collection of certified diamonds which could remotely match ours. And each stone is perfect. You have my word. We'll even encourage you to look around town, to check everywhere else. We're so confident of our quality and value, we know you'll be back. At Mervis, there is no sales pressure and no tactics. We simply offer the best diamonds money can buy for less than you think. Mervis is the only genuine diamond importer in the nation's capital. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Financing is available. Go to MervisDiamond.com to learn more. For an appointment, call 1-800-HER-LOVE. Nobody pays retail anymore. Why should you? WTOP at 204. Good Tuesday morning, November 14th, 2023. Scattered clouds developing by daybreak. It'll be cold, 35 to 45 for the low. We're at 37 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your 2 a.m. hour Tuesday morning ride. New this morning where we begin this half hour on WTOP. Word that a 13-year-old boy from D.C. is under arrest after police say he killed his father over the weekend. Now we're told that this happened on the weekend Sunday morning on 16th Street in the Columbia Heights neighborhood in Northwest. Police say they got a call then about an unconscious man inside a building And when they arrived, they say they found 41-year-old Travis Dash suffering from puncture wounds. He was declared dead at the scene. Police believe the attack was a domestic incident. The 13-year-old was later arrested and charged with second-degree murder while armed. WTOP at 205. Juvenile crime, meantime, is way up around D.C. overall. And after the city was brought into court, in fact, to explain what it's doing to help kids, Uh, who are getting arrested. The mayor announced this week a public emergency doing so Monday. The issue, juvenile crime. At a morning court hearing, the district was given three weeks to show progress in procuring more beds at group homes where some teenagers arrested for crime get sent to or potentially be found in contempt of court. The new public emergency will help D.C. with that. It will help us in a contracting aspect. Um, It could uh, impact how we deploy personnel, um, but mostly it's a contracting vehicle. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the city's trying to secure as many as 24 new beds and shelters. Other facilities will also be renovated to handle more kids. Sam Abed's the head of DYRS, which in particular has locked up a handful of girls because there weren't enough beds for girls in city shelter facilities. Today we have no girls on the wait list. At D.C. Superior Court, John Dome in WTOP News. WTOP at 206. Last year, 96% of overdose deaths in the city were because of fentanyl and other drugs like it. And that is now prompting D.C.'s mayor to issue a public emergency on that issue to help address the changing opioid epidemic. Well, there's a lot of variance with the opioid epidemic, here's what we do know. Harm reduction saves lives. Kiana Creighton, acting deputy mayor for Health and Human Services in D.C., says the public emergency will allow for a better response to those in need through easier access among agencies to data on overdose deaths and non-fatal overdoses. Dr. Holman is the medical director for D.C. Fire and EMS. We keep track on 
our data very, very uh, closely, but this shared a common data portal will allow us to communicate among agencies more effectively. Barbara Bazaron, head of the D.C. Department of Behavioral Health, says the information will allow the city to better deploy our outreach teams to areas where there are hot spots. In the district, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. The March for Israel in D.C. later today, this Tuesday, November 14th, expected to bring in large crowds. Groups will rally on the National Mall to show support for Israel, condemn the rise in anti-Semitism, and call for the release of hostages held by Hamas. Clint Osborne, Interim Director of D.C.'s Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency, joins WTLP this morning with safety tips. We do expect tens of thousands of people in the core, and so having some patience and getting down there Uh, The gates open at 10. The primary programming is between 1 and 3. So leave yourself extra time, and if you can, take Metro. There will also be several road closures and parking restrictions. We'll keep you updated with traffic and weather on the 8th. I love the winter. Good things. No lovers in our area have been disappointed with winters around here in recent years. But after less than an inch of snow all of last year, you'll be happy this year. So around the D.C. metro, we're predicting 17 to 22 inches of snow. Veronica Johnson, chief meteorologist, 7 News First Alert Weather, tells WTOP that's slightly above average. And more certainly that we've gotten in the last five years. Johnson says some parts that are farther north and west, like Loudoun County and Frederick County, could see as much as 30 inches. She says a strong El Nino climate pattern will bring more moisture to the area, coupled with bursts of cold. We could see one or two big nor'easters in February. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Good Tuesday morning, November 14th. Glad you're with us here at WTOP at 208. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, good morning to Andrew Walker with us this early hour in the WTLP Traffic Center. Good morning. We'll kick things off in Virginia, 95 southbound near Dale City. You've got the right lane blocked with the work zone. That is the only work zone you'll encounter on your trip down 95 south at the moment. 95 northbound, you've got two down south near Fredericksburg. One is on northbound before the exit for Falmouth, exit 133, it's a single right lane that gets you past. Then when you get to Stafford, exit 140, two left lanes get you past the work um, right there. On a 95 northbound, after that, no reported accidents or work zones. 66 in Arlington, westbound near the Roslyn Tunnel, it's a left lane that gets you by. Eastbound through the Roslyn Tunnel, it's a right lane that gets you by. In D.C., a couple closures have started for the March for Israel. 4th Street Northwest, both ways between Constitution Avenue and Independence Avenue, along with 7th Street between Constitution and Independence. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. I'm Andrew Walker, WTOP Traffic. Yes, a bit of a cold morning for us. Mid-30s to lower 40s here. First thing when the sun comes up in just a couple hours, near 60 for the afternoon on this Tuesday. Temperatures will be climbing through the week, getting a little warmer. Lower 60s Wednesday afternoon, mid-60s for Thursday afternoon, and still no rain. In fact, the next weather maker for us will bring only a few showers to the area for Friday afternoon and Friday evening. It's out of here by the weekend. Close to 70 degrees on Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Money News at 10 and 40 on WTOP. 
Exxon has purchased 120,000 acres of land in Arkansas where it will mine lithium, enough to make a million EV batteries a year. Listing service Bright MLS says new home listings in D.C. are down 20% from a year ago. Homes sell an average of nine days, twice as fast as last fall. Heading into the holidays, airfares may be better than last year. In September, the average fare was 13% lower than a year ago. The Dow finished Monday's session up 55 points. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Traffic takes a turn for the worse. You'll hear about it first on WTOP. Northbound 95 has been shut down in Maryland. Traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. I heard it on WTOP. WTOP News. Facts matter. The following is a paid commercial message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. This week, as we either travel or welcome family and friends to our homes for Thanksgiving... We must remind ourselves that this special day is much more than dinner and dialogue. To truly appreciate the warmth this season brings, commit to doing three things. First, set aside time each day this week to pray, giving thanks to God for his abundant blessings in your life. Second, seek opportunities to help those less fortunate, those who may not have the benefit of a hot meal or who lack basic necessities. Third, Make a pledge that the gratefulness you experience this Thanksgiving will last not just for one day, but will continue during the holiday season and indeed throughout the year. I pray that each of you enjoy Christ's blessings on this holiday and always. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. This is WTOP News. Former President Donald J. Trump's attorneys began presenting their side to the New York Attorney General's $250 million lawsuit this week on Monday. Their first defense witness in the case, Donald Trump Jr., who's a Trump Organization Executive Vice President and co-defendant in this case. Our Dimitri Sotis talks this morning to Washington Post Justice Department reporter Perry Stein, who also co-authors the Trump Trials newsletter about Junior's appearance on the stand this week on Monday. Several other developments surrounding the former president's legal troubles as well. On Don Jr.'s testimony, I mean, I think they are continuing to say that they are not responsible for any inflations or any misdoings that happened here. Let's turn to activity right here in Washington. Uh, Lawyers for former President Trump asking the judge overseeing his election subversion case to allow the trial to be televised live from the courtroom. Of course, this is unheard of on the federal level. Uh, It's one thing to make the request, Perry. It's another to get it. What's the situation with whether we could be watching this almost like a TV show? Look, I would warn the public who wants to watch it like a TV show that that still seems very unlikely. It is interesting. The Trump team has joined with all the media outlets, the ones that they typically assail. You know, the Washington Post is among them that said they want this trial to be televised. And they said, you know, we also want this trial to be televised. But federal courts, it is extremely rare for cameras to be allowed. So the judge would have to make a significant exception for this to happen. And currently, we don't really expect any of the trials except for Georgia to be televised. Now, uh, we can't climb into anybody's head, but was it possible that the judge, Tanya Chutkin, was uh, calling somebody's bluff there? Um, 
Hard to say, I guess. Hard to say. Yeah, I don't want to get into reading the, the judge's mind, but I do think that it would be extremely, extremely rare for that to happen. I mean, I've, I've seen prosecutors argue, former prosecutors argue that this is an exceptional case. And in the sake of transparency and for the country, it should be televised. But I'm not sure that I see that happening. Can we take or uh, spend a few seconds on Florida and the classified documents case? What's new there? Absolutely. So finally, we got a ruling from Judge Eileen Cannon. A few weeks ago, I was down in the Florida courthouse where Trump asked for her to delay the trial date, and she said she would make a ruling as soon as possible. It took a little while after that, but late last week, she did make a ruling and said that she wasn't going to delay the trial date just yet, but she was going to delay kind of incremental deadlines. So these are the pre-trial deadlines. So we could say, you know, that probably means who knows, but it could lead to a domino effect that the trial will be delayed. But she made clear she's not going to decide on that trial date until March when she holds. She scheduled a pre-trial, like a scheduling conference for March. Washington Post Justice Department reporter Perry Stein, who also co-authors the Trump Trials newsletter, talking with our Dimitri Sotis. Let's look at the top stories we're following for you this early Tuesday on WTLP. The nation's high court, Supreme Court, unveiling its first ever code of ethics this week. President Joe Biden calling for hospitals in Gaza to be protected. This as Israel and Hamas fight around hospitals in the enclave. And the situation with youth violence locally, specifically opioids, has D.C.'s mayor declaring two states of emergency just this week. Keep it here for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTLP.com. Grantchester's Morven Christie and Ozark's Peter Mullen star in Payback, a new Britbox original crime thriller from the creator of Line of Duty. I can't take your money. Why not? Your husband took it. That's why you're in this mess. When her husband is murdered, Lexi Noble learns the truth about his secret criminal life and soon becomes involved in a dangerous sting operation. My husband was not a criminal. Stream Payback and more must-see original series with a free trial at Britbox.com. Ace Photo Dominion Camera Customer Appreciation Day is this Saturday, November 18th from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Nikon representative Derek Skaggs is in Ashburn and will walk you through all the new Nikon mirrorless camera and Z lenses. Get your hands on a new retro Nikon Zia full-frame camera and a 135mm Plena F1.8 portrait lens. Nikon Black Friday Instant Savings ends on November 30th. Get the best Nikon prices on our Customer Appreciation Day. Learn more at acephoto.net. Nikon Inc. Limited Warranty Included. Call 703-430-3333 or visit acephoto.net. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. For more than 50 years, KBR's science and engineering expertise has enhanced our ability to explore, examine, and understand the universe. As a leading provider of technology solutions both on and off the planet, no company is better equipped to solve the challenges of mission-critical operations and health technology than KBR. From launch to landing and everything in between, we are the team behind the mission. For more information and career opportunities, visit KBR.com careers. My daughter is vegan. My son, well, he eats anything. And my husband and I are trying to eat healthy. That makes it really hard to choose where to eat, which is why the Silver Diner has become our go-to place. They have something for everyone in my family. From Creekstone Black Angus Steak Burgers to an under 600-calorie fresh salmon entree to vegan breakfast options and desserts, Silver Diner is the one thing we can all agree on. And their shakes, too. Silver Diner much more than a diner. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. 
All right. In Virginia, 95 southbound, we do have a crash near the exit for the Prince William Parkway. Looks like right now the response is just on the left shoulder, but do use caution as the response is on scene. Also on 95 South, once you make it past the crash right there, you do have uh, a work zone on 95 South near the Dale City exit about two miles down, and it's just going to be a single right lane blocked at that work zone. 95 Northbound coming up from Fredericksburg. The first work zone you're going to hit is in Falmouth, exit 133, and it's a single right lane that gets you past. Then near Stafford, exit 140, two left lanes get you past the cruise right there. In Arlington on 395 northbound near Washington Boulevard, it's a single right lane, gets you past the bridge work. And on 66 westbound through the Roslyn Tunnel, the left lane gets you through. 66 eastbound through the Roslyn Tunnel, it's going to be the right lane that gets you through the cruise right there. On 495, the Beltway Interloop before Gallows Road, two left lanes get you past the work. Once you get to 66, that should be wrapped up. In D.C. and Maryland, no reported incidents or delays right now. So you're looking good up there. I'm Andrew Walker, WTOP Traffic. All right, some scattered clouds here early this morning with temperatures in the mid-30s to lower 40s first thing. will climb to around 60 degrees with a northwest wind at 5 to 15 miles per hour. Expect bright skies for later today and then partly sunny for Wednesday and Thursday. But temperatures will be higher, lower 60s Wednesday afternoon, mid-60s for Thursday afternoon. And then you're closer to 70 degrees on Friday. Warmest of the week, but it's also when we have a chance of rain during the afternoon. I'm 70. Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the local news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. Today, young adults face big questions about their future. How will you make your mark? Do you want to be part of something bigger than yourself? Are you ready to learn new skills and make new friendships? Perhaps you have a dream that you're ready to make real. So, how will you make a mark with your future? As you embark on a journey toward finding these answers, the military can serve as a resource for providing help, information, and opportunities. A public service message from the Department of Defense. To learn more, visit todaysmilitary.com. Many veterans in active duty military have invisible wounds, like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle. By providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org. Healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org. Sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. This is WTOP News. A security guard is in police custody this morning accused of shooting a teen during a confrontation, apparently at the site of an abandoned hotel in Northern Virginia over the weekend. It happened, we're told, at the former Keybridge Marriott property located on Langston Boulevard in Roslyn Sunday afternoon. Arlington County police say that 53-year-old Ahmed Namoon was on the clock when a group of teens apparently jumped the fence around the property and started walking toward the empty hotel. Police say that Namnoon actually drove towards the group that day, confronted them, and pulled out his gun, then shot at one of the boys. 
The boy called police. He was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. He is facing malicious wounding and other charges. He's being held this Tuesday morning without bonds. One of the most congested areas in our region these days may be flowing a bit smoother just in time for the holiday Thanksgiving when so many of us will hit the road. WTOP's Neil Augenstein reports a new bridge will soon be open in Fredericksburg. By Thursday morning, VDOT says two northbound bridges on I-95 will be carrying traffic across the Rappahannock River. The left bridge will only carry 95 through traffic, and the right bridge will carry local traffic to Route 17, which is exit 133. The idea is to sort out the 150,000 vehicles that travel on 95 much earlier. See video of the new traffic pattern at WTLP. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. A heads up for drivers this morning to the city of Falls Church specifically. The speed limit there is in the process of dropping from 25 to 20 miles per hour. And city officials have unveiled this week, Monday, one of those signs outside the community center on Little Falls Street. It's part of the 20 is Plenty pedestrian safety and speed reduction campaign, it's being called. Over 100 signs, we're told, will be going up across the city this fall. A little taste of this, a little taste of that. A flavor here, a flavor there, you never A few hundred Fairfax County students packed the local ballroom to taste food and vote on whether or not it should be served in their cafeterias. Whether it's breakfast. This is a whole grain waffle with chicken and a hot honey. Or lunch. Casoba noodles as well as carrots and broccoli slaw, teriyaki sauce. Students here at the Marriott in Chantilly taste tested over 30 new meal concepts voting for their favorites. Us students who actually eat the food should have a voice in how it tastes and what it should be. There were tacos, sandwiches, wings, and desserts, among other things, but the almost summer smoothie caused quite the buzz. It had a strawberry in it. It just, like, feels like it's summer. Sean Sacco oversees food and nutrition services and says top choices could appear in cafeterias by the spring or next fall. In Fairfax County, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Guilt, the weapon of overbearing parents everywhere, but is it effective? I'm Cooper Lawrence, health and wellness expert, and this is all well and good. Invoking a sense of guilt is a common motivator used by generations of parents, but it can backfire. Researchers wanted to know when it was effective and when it was a disaster. So they looked at years of studies about guilt and found something interesting. While overall guilt was only a little bit persuasive, existential guilt was the real motivator. In other words, telling your teen that their actions hurt you is less effective than telling them their actions hurt society. A person's desire to better society and be seen as a good person is the best motivator. And guilting your kid is ineffective because they know you're being manipulative and they're less likely to comply. I'm Cooper Lawrence and this is all well and good. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. The Wizards suffered the second worst blown lead in franchise history, collapsing in the fourth quarter of a 111-107 loss in Toronto, despite leading by as many as 23 points. In the final six minutes, the Wiz went scoreless on seven shots, committed four of their 21 turnovers, and gave up 16 points to the Raptors, Wes Sunsell Jr. We knew that they were going to amp up their pressure a little bit and the level of physicality. It, it bottled us up a bit, extended our catches. We still got a lot of great looks at the rim. I think we were, you know, four for 12 in that fourth in the paint. We just couldn't convert. So we were able to still get uh, decent looks. Unfortunately, just, you know, they didn't go for us. Down a level, American.